I spent so many years fabricating the perfect book and it wouldn't come out. And the day that I wrote the book that I actually really enjoyed is the one that came through me. And it was not on my timing. It wasn't on my, what I thought would make the good book. It came through me organically, naturally, something that I could have never possibly have done with my own intellect. Welcome to Darken the Page, the podcast that asks the question, where does great art come from? And we have conversations with writers, screenwriters, uh, musicians, songwriters about the creative process. Today I'm joined by none other than my good friend, Amir Karkodi. And Amir and I, uh, I mean, Amir is just one of my favorite people to talk to. We have breakfast together every week here in uh, North County, San Diego. And, you know, because I've been so on this kick of doing shows live lately, um, I really wanted to have someone in who I just have great conversations with. And we're always talking about cool, fun stuff. Amir's written five books. He's really someone that's actually been a nice mentor for me in, in the in the writing space. He's taught me a lot. And, um, you know, one of the other things I really appreciate about Amir, that I think you'll probably hear in this interview too, is... Um, He's really like he's really someone who's encouraged me probably more than anybody I know um, in, in my own work. I mean, he's just like he just genuinely deeply appreciates some, a lot of the creative work I do. And it's um, you know, it's not always easy to, to see how how good your work is. You're just kind of it's like it's what you do. And when you get reflections from people that you respect that really, I think, have good tastes, um, it means a lot. And so I really appreciate that about Amir. And so we're going to talk today about um, about a book I'm working on. We talk about Amir's progression and what he learned from his first couple books. And um, yeah, it's a great conversation. So make sure you go to darkenthepage.com slash 056 if you want to check out uh, show notes, that kind of stuff. Um, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, I'd really, really appreciate that. Um, you can go and uh, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Uh, not much in the way of announcements today. Um, so, without further ado, here's my conversation with my good friend Amir. Welcome, my friend Amir, to another Dark in the Page Live. As I said um, in the last episode with Monica, that was episode 55, um, this is another uh, live in person episode, which is not unusual for us because we have um we have breakfast together often and always live we haven't had breakfast over skype yet um <laughs> and so uh thank you for joining me here and uh you are officially this is you this is the third appearance is that right well because there was times? one the like, oh, the second episode or something and then right. there was that one where you coached me i think when i was in bali and we record i recorded that secretly and then put it online and then this is the third one. So you're officially the most, you've, you've appeared the most, you're the guest that's appeared the most times on Dark on the Page. Appeared so the how, most times. How does it feel to be, how does it feel to, to have that be the case? Well, first of all, I want to thank everybody for this opportunity. <laughs> it wasn't, they didn't vote you up or oh, something okay. like that. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, this is really funny because uh, we always hang out, but as soon as like you put a mic on me, it feels like it's different. Tell me, how do you feel? Do you feel awkward? You want to just talk about that for a second? Yeah, no, I don't feel awkward. I mean, I'm used you to like having to a microphone. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just like we, I'm looking at you, and there's just like this fluffy thing right in front of me. But uh, I think I can handle it. Yeah. I'll Does it honest. feel like you have to be profound and wise? Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Do you want to just start off with something profound and wise, just to get it off your chest, or <sighs> always <laughs> eat breakfast? Start your morning with a breakfast. Yeah, I think so. I actually don't typically start my mornings with breakfast unless I'm unless we're eating together. I'm typically I actually eat once a day, um, really. Usually around like four or five, and uh, but when I 
when I get together with you, I have to remind myself to not eat a lot the night before because I want to have like a really solid breakfast experience. And if I eat like a big dinner, you know, I'm kind of like, I just, I'm like, that's my, the kind of animal I am. I just eat like a one big meal once a day. That is, that's, and so I'm not really usually hungry. fasting or is that just because? It kind and it's not on purpose. I just, I'm just lazy. Oh. And I like, I felt like when I'm hungry, I actually work better and I write better. I'm like, I'm just. You're you hungry know, for good. it. I'm hungry. And yeah. so. I typically, I'm not hungry in breakfast because I'll eat like a big meal around like five or six. Oh, that's interesting. Well, then there goes my wise words. Don't eat your breakfast unless you want to. <laughs> but that works for you, eating breakfast. That does work for me. I yeah. love breakfast. Do you do coffee? I don't. I'm not a big coffee person. Do you I mean, drink I'll coffee dr- when we're I when drink we with together. you just because it's social and social and culture. I don't want to be left out because they always ask, would you like coffee? I feel, I feel bad for them if I say no. Yeah, it's like this. It's a breakfast place. Like, you what are you doing there coffee. if you don't bring drink coffee? Man, like, get out of here. You know, yeah. what you have? What do you have here? Right now, I'm drinking a sparkling life vinegar drink. How uh, is it live? There's live stuff in there. I don't know. It's good marketing. It like it gets a, me every like time you see something. That's live. Yeah, it's got, it's a probiotic, and it's uh, and it's a tart cherry. So in Iran, we have something called du, and it's a tart. It's a it's a sour milk tasting thing it's it's yogurt with a bunch of salt and this is the closest thing to that so you like that i like the the t- i actually like the taste a lot of people don't like this taste i like it because it reminds me of my childhood oh cool so did you grow up in iran like when did you no i i, I left when just, i was like seven seven yeah months old, like six months old but then your family had iranian food here yeah i mean we still obviously. to this day yeah, that's yeah. all I, uh, how come I you haven't on. invited me over for like a traditional iranian dude oh, next time next time we have it we should do that seriously coming. i mean i'm like i'm like kind of i'm armenian so i'm like i know no I, i'm close enough like i I, I could grow a nice beard and have olive skin you know <laughs> so like no you'll fit right in yeah it's good you know you'll fit right in um yeah my dad uh, sells rugs so you know that's oh really pretty, oh my dad used to sold, actually okay he, he my dad used to as well i think that's what every Middle Eastern person starts. Actually, you know what? Um, My dad will be here for a few days. We're going to Yosemite together, but he'll be here for um, like in middle October. We should all get together. Let's do it. That's a great idea. October 14th. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to. You can do October 14th. That would be great. Oh, this is great. All right, cool. Uh, Everybody else is invited. Everybody is listening. Let's do it. Um, uh, So. So actually, I actually don't even know what I want to talk about today. I just know that we, if we put mics on each other, it'd be fun. Um, but um, I suppose we should talk about writing. As you can see, this the the podcast has has been a little more loose. Do you, do you sense that I'm yeah kind of like I'm kind of like not? And I started making these longer, like more rambling intros, which somebody would have heard if they've listened to this now because it'll be recorded after this, but put before this part. Yeah. Um, I've been inspired by this podcast named Tangentially Speaking, which I mentioned to you, which is rad. And this guy just talks for like 20 minutes. Like he'll, he'll go for like 20, 25 minutes before, the, before he actually plays the interview. And I used to think that's a terrible idea. But I actually like hearing him talk about stuff, you know. And I think to some extent, people like hearing me talk. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be listening to this or unless they're just a big Amir fan. But yeah. They're here just, just for you. Thank you for um, all the two people listening. <laughs> thank you. Um, for the Iranian. Right. Uh, they're they're, they're, yeah, they're, exactly. They could be listening in Iran. You could be big in Iran right now. Yeah. You don't know. Um, have you have you considered having your books translated into Farsi? I, I have translated it. Oh, yeah? But the translation didn't come across as good. I have to redo it. The you, person, can, you can read Farsi, right? I can't read it. Oh, you can't read but it. But I, I translated my, one of my books because I wanted my parents to be able to read what I wrote. And you wanted to say you've been in and, and say, I can say Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and say that it was, it's, it's been translated. But uh, there are some things I forgot. Like I talk about Freddy Krueger. They have no idea who Freddy Krueger is. So I had to... Did you make up an? Uh, did you substitute him for? Uh, yeah, I put uh, Osama bin Laden instead. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm really? no, I didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I put America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> George Bush. Right. <laughs> That's funny. No, I. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, we get it. George yeah. Bush, son oh, of a yeah, bitch, the, the devil. <laughs> so, no, no, I. So I got to go back and fix it. But it's kind of cool. It's cool to see it on my bookshelf. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So. Uh, Speaking of your bookshelf and your writing, uh, I've actually, and I don't think we've, I don't think we've talked about this since in the other shows, but your sort of like origin story as a writer, how you came about, you know, you've written four books and like how you, what you learned from the first two, it's just always been really interesting. I think I'd love to hear you talk a little about that and like what you, 
you know, like kind of what you learned as a writer in writing these books and, and where you are today with the thought process. Yeah, so the first couple... And make sure it's wise because you have a microphone. Yeah, already, I know. So make sure you're saying profound things. So let me, let me just do a deep breath real quick. Yeah. Everybody <sighs> breathe together. Thank you. Thank you. You all may be seated. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the first couple books I wrote was because I wanted to be... A publish. I wanted to be a published author. That was like the cool thing a couple of years back. Where did that come from? Was that something? Because it, you... it, it was like in my marketing shtick that, you know, a business card is not enough if you want to be credentialed. You know, if you have a book, then people will really buy into whatever you're selling. So if you're a, if you're a. You were a dentist at the time, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just played one. No. So I, I, you know, I was a restaurant owner, but I wanted to coach restaurant owners. I thought that would be cool. So I thought, well. The fact that I was a restaurant owner for 20 freaking years wasn't enough. I had to write a book so people would actually believe that I knew what I was talking about, which didn't make sense, but that's what I thought. So I wrote Is a book. Is that why you had a lab coat? <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> you guys, don't, don't go on Amazon and look. That's the happiness formula. But yeah, that, that was the restaurant? That wasn't the no, restaurant. No, that thing. one was okay. called, the one, the original one I wrote was called 911 <laughs> Restaurant Marketing. And actually, it was about, look, it's, it's, I guess, medical again. It was very important. You had okay, to get this yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so it was all. I mean, it was a good book, but again, it, I, I originally didn't write it because it was a good book. I wrote it because I thought maybe if people w read this, they would know that I know what I'm talking about, which is a terrible reason to be an author. Okay, I mean, if going back, just jumping forward to now, can I swear? Is that right? Yeah, oh, right, oh, do, I don't yeah. give two shits if you're gonna like my stuff. You I don't, don't give write. fucks or yeah, shits I don't care or cunts or anything. Wow, yeah. I was gonna go that deep, <laughs> that but is, right. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I right now as a, as an author, as a writer, I write because I want to. I don't write to inspire others. I don't care if you get inspired. I don't care if it moves you or excites you because I don't know what I'm gonna write and I don't know what kind of energy you're gonna get out of it. So when I come in and write now, I write. I literally write, and it's cool to wake up and get emails of what kind of responses people got from my writing. In other words, I'm not trying to invoke something anymore that the invokeness happens once they read it. And it, and it, and it's different across the board. Now I'll, I'll write something and someone says that really pissed me off. Someone else says that really inspired me. Someone else says that was kind of boring, but it's kind of neat to know that it's not my job to try to do anything but to write. So yeah. that's been, that's been one of my biggest uh, changes from back then. Cause be before, like I was mentioning, I wrote for a purpose it was to uh either inspire or to make change or to get someone to believe that i knew what i'm talking about and man it was t it was a really it was hard to write that way yeah it's a lot going on when you're doing that so yeah. i don't know if, you, if that makes sense for you i mean yeah and and i imagine the writing process to write to try and write a bestseller uh is not fun either like it's, it was like probably like some grudge work yeah that's just it i mean i i tried my my happiness formula i wanted to make it a bestseller so i tried really really hard to come up with stories that i thought everyone would like and it was very sugar-coated so i didn't offend anybody and all that stuff but what's interesting is the last book i wrote is not a bestseller but a lot more people have bought that one because i didn't really i i literally just wrote it, it was, it's called lessons from my coach yeah and to this day i get emails from all around the world that this book changed my life i'm like how did you I even hear about it and they said it was it was on a it was on a desk one, one guy it was on someone's uh coffee table in saudi arabia i have no idea how the hell it got into saudi arabia this is not the farsi copy no I mean, this is straight up the farsi american is, yeah. english copy he yeah. had lessons from my coach in saudi arabia and the guy looked at it opened up a chapter and said this is really neat and he ended up buying it and emailing me but again that's what i'm saying you you would never get something like that Maybe you would. I'm not saying that. If you're trying to make a bestseller, go ahead and do it. I'm just saying it's a lot easier and more fun when yeah. you're not trying to figure it out. Is there any wisdom to the idea that... So I actually, I think I saw this in one of your websites. You had you had a program for dentists, right? To write a book. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right? Oh, that's... What, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But I think this is kind of interesting. Like, okay, so let's just, let's just play this idea. So let's just say you're a dentist and you're a good dentist, you know, whatever... And you th you do think that having a book for sale at the counter about like you know dentistry in the 21st century or whatever like that would actually it would make you look more credible. But let's say that nobody ever read the book, but just the fact that you had a book made your patients trust you more and had them come back more. 
Yeah. Like, is there like, are there certain professions that if you literally just wrote a book of just like blah gobbledygook, you know, that would be okay. Like, you know, that would be a good idea. Listen, just, just for credibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, here's the thing. I, uh, let me give you a little bit of a, like a backstory to that. So what that, that was back in my marketing <laughs> days. Right. So the idea was to get, I thought I, it was a good idea. That's well, kind of no, I, mean, I, I thought it was like So the idea was a lot of people, um, dentists I was speaking to back in the day when it was cool to have a book, they wanted to write a book. The only problem was they didn't have time to write a full book. Right. So I want to get 10 dentists in there to share one amazing story, not about dentist, dental, like, like floss your teeth or something, but a cool patient story or something yeah. that really is like revolutionary in their particular business. So when they were, and so like, let's say 10 authors wrote it. When you go to your particular dentist, his photo would have been in the front. Right, uh, and it would have been an anthal. anthal. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. So, and then in the next guy who was in there in his office, it would be his photo. Lessons from my dentist. Yeah, lessons from my dentist. Yeah, exactly. Classic, so, yeah. so it would have been. So while you're sitting there, you know, doing nothing, you can pull it up and say, "Oh, my 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 uh, dentist is in a book." Yeah. So it was kind of cool, but again, at that time, I was kind of in a halfway there kind of position. I wanted to be in marketing because I was, but I was so burnt out with marketing. I was going to dentists going, you need to write something cool. And I had a couple of dentists write me. I'm like, this is garbage. And actually the thing never came to fruition because the dentist didn't want to put something in that was like juicy and meaty because they wanted to be professional. Well, and also they're just not very good writers. And they're not very, yeah, like, that's I think not, they're extent, not really you know, good writers. That's yeah. interesting, right? Like it's, you know, I'm, I'm noticing that for myself as I'm writing this, this book that I was telling you about and about my marriage and, you know, I'm consciously digging deep for that good stuff, but you know, it's only because I know that that's important and that's taken me years to figure out like that going into those like juicy vulnerable details and those little, you know, those scenes that you might just leave out like that's the good stuff. Yeah. I'm actually reading. So as research, I'm reading Eat, Pray, Love because I think Elizabeth Gilbert is amazing. She does an amazing job of like the memoir style teaching lessons, but through like my experience kind of stuff. Um, and I'm really studying the way she writes Eat, Pray, Love. And one of the things that I'm really appreciating is her use of tangents, you know? So like, she'll be like telling a story about Italy, but then like kind of go off on a tangent about, uh, the flowers that she's seeing and then how that reminds her of her childhood. And she tells a story about her childhood, but it's all interesting. Like she keeps, you know, as long as it's interesting, I feel like tangents are great. You yeah, know, tangents. I agree. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to do here is like with this book, I'm like, okay, I'm going through and, and some of it is, um, you know, some of it is storytelling, like factual, but I'm trying to go off on as many tangents as possible, especially if it's interesting, you know, cause that's what people really want, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's just it is what starts to happen though, is like you can do tangents for a, a strategy but I think that it'll naturally happen that you go on a tangent because even when we're talking right now, we're going on tangents. That's right. what we do, right, as humans. And I think the closest you get to your humanity and your writing, the more it resonates. Because that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of your humanity just written. And that's all it is. And so when you can see that, when someone can read what you're, what you're in that moment as, it, it, it does something for your reader. It brings them in that moment for them. And I think that's that's where it hits home for people. And it's very special for us as authors is when we stop trying to make it perfect or let's not add a tangent or let's add a tangent. But when when they when the writing just happens, and again, there's so I, I luckily I never went to school to learn writing. I just I was too I, I didn't think to do it. I just started writing. And it just happened to work. And I think a reason it worked is because I was too dumb to know there's real rules to writing. Right. And I'm not saying like, I mean, if you're going to go, if you're, if you're taking courses and all that and it's helped you use it. But I think there's, there's, there's a musicality to it that, uh, that comes from somewhere else outside of your intellect when you're writing. That, that is where I try to tap into and what you're saying as far as with eat, pray and love as well. Eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, love. I mean, Not eat, pray, and love. Yeah, eat, pray, love. I mean, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I'm doing, I this, I, I love this idea that you know we're we don't there's no we don't have to go to school and all this kind of stuff, and I realized that for me as like a blogger who is going to then be a writer, or write write a book, I needed to just learn a little bit about book rules and stuff like that. And so what I actually did is I, so I, I do audiobooks, so I had to pray love an audiobook, but I bought the Kindle version of it too. 
and I read along with it as I was listening to it. And even something as simple as, so in blogging, we uh, will, I'll double space the next paragraph. So there's no indentations, but it just gets double spaced, right? And in book writing, that's not the case. In book writing, it's actually, you indent, you use like real grammar rules. Now I thought to myself, well, do I want to use real grammar rules? Cause I don't have to, I can do whatever I want. It's my book. However, I kind of was like, yeah, I, I like, I like, cause I read her book and I like, I like the way she structured it. You know, it, it, it still keeps my attention. I don't feel like it's, it's too run on, you know? And so I actually learned how to write a book grammar wise, like with the structure, yeah. just from copying what she did. Oh, well, obviously like that's a mega best-selling book. Like that's going to be, there's a perfection to that that I can just copy. So I literally just, that's when you read that, that first part of the book, it's like the reason I have it indented the way I do is just because I copied Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. And there's, you know? I, th I think there's a fine, and I, I guess I would not, I'm not retracting, but yes, there are rules. There's a fine balance though. I mean, just like you're a musician, there are rules to music. I mean, you can't just start banging on a keyboard and music comes out. There is some structure to it, right? but the musicality now the question becomes: Where is the music? Is, is is it is it coming from you? Is it the listener? Is it the the keyboard? Is it the guitar? It's a synergistic, and what I'm saying is that synergistic feeling of 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 emotion when you're reading or you're listening to music. That's where the the rules kind of go out the window. So I'm not I'm not saying there's no rules to writing. Of course there's rules to writing, but the effect of writing, the the juice, the media of it is when we let go in that moment using some of the rules it's kind of again it's, it's a fine balance and it's hard to describe until you just start to write and what's nice about where we're at now is for people that are listening out there and saying how to you how do i start my first book just start writing and there's people that are editors and stuff that will fit in the rules that'll match what you're doing so so why i'm saying this is i guess i'm talking more for me because one of the biggest reasons I didn't write for a very long time is because when I was in high school, my English teacher told me that I'll never be able to write a book or because English is my third language, I'm going to have trouble. They, your English teacher actually said that? Yeah, my like English teacher said that. never be able to write a book? Yeah, because I said <laughs> I want to grow up and write a book. And they, they just said, in a roundabout way, they said you're going to have a lot of difficulty. And just keep practicing, you know, learning, you know, how to write and keep learning structure. And maybe I heard it wrong, but basically they're saying... You know, maybe do something else like flip chickens. Yeah. Right. Which maybe avoid books and airport security. Right. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> maybe change your name. So, yeah. So that so for me, that's when I finally I said, you know what, at least if I don't know the structure, at least if I'm not good there, maybe if I just start typing stuff and things happen, I can go back and get an editor. Interestingly enough, coming from that space, I was able to write what I express, what I wanted to express and people heard it. Now there was a lot of editing in my books. Like there was some structural things I was doing wrong. One of the things that I think you hated, I, you know, lessons from my coach was, was a, pe a line of writing space, line of writing space. So it was like oh. very choppy. Oh, so it was, oh, you did kind of I do did, more of a blogging format. I did. A, I, I did that. And my, my editor said, no, that's not going to fly. I mean, it's just, it's not, it's, it's not gentle on the eyes, things like that. I didn't know. But yeah. but the the meat of it, the heart of the music. The, the did I say I hated it? Is yeah, that my I comment? think because you said <laughs> you told cool, me that man. you didn't like the. the I'm just as bad as your English teacher back. Yeah, in the that, day. that yeah, I mean, you almost made me not You're write like, anything else it. after that. <laughs> but going back to to people listening to this, if you if you are a writer, start with writing. I mean, because you you will. It's easy to get into excuses of well, what if I'm doing this wrong? Am I am I doing too many tangents? Am I not not doing any tangents? Well, this person's doing this. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you one of the coolest ways to get better at writing for me, what I've realized is Facebook because now totally. I have, I have my own group and I get to see in real time what stuff is actually working and not like right. I'm, I, I write something and if I don't have a lot of likes or comments, I'm like, Oh cool. This didn't work out. Yeah. And so I'm kind of re finding my voice again because for, for a while I, I wrote five books, kind of, but I kind of, I'm taking a break, but I, I miss writing again. Yeah. So now I'm doing that, and it's been a really cool uh, a way of of seeing they, the response. It's such a gateway, a great gateway drug to writing more. It is. It is it's so awesome. So I mean, your stuff. I mean, talk about you, you've got me beat as far as comments and likes and all that in in that avenue because your stuff gets shared. You're an incredible writer, and it's cool to see. And I'm 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 getting there. I tried to, you know, for a while. I saw I was writing a lot on Facebook, and I was like, 
I kind of wanted that's that was sort of one of the the reasons I went to blog writing more, you know, because I didn't necessarily want to like if I wrote something. No, there's some things, especially if it's like political or timely or like, you know, I'm talking about I'm commenting on something that's happening now. If it's not evergreen, I will just put it on Facebook. But but if it was something that was kind of like, hey, this is like a this is a significant thing. I want to have it be around for a while because in Facebook, it's just going to be around for a couple of days and that's it. But that's when I started sign, deciding, okay, I want to go and move it over to a blog and then share the blog post on Facebook, even though it's not going to get as much attention. You know, right. it's, if I copied a blog post and put it on Facebook, it would probably get more attention to some extent. Um, so it's harder, but but then I get that content forever. You know, it's going to stay on the blog. And yeah. so I, I thought about that. Um, but if I'm talking about, you know, stuff that's happening now, I, everything in the blog, I try to make um, evergreen content, right? right? So it's like it can, it, it'll... 100 years from now it's just as relevant um and so um yeah 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 and twitter too man i mean there's like you know all the social media is so cool i i've said this a couple times on this podcast but i think it's worth mentioning i think if we were to go back to an english class like 40 years ago and we said hey guys i've got a radical writing assignment for you um we i want you to, to state uh to say something and make a statement in 140 characters or less People be like, "Wow, man, this guy, this guy is fucking cool. <laughs> right. This is crazy, right? Like, it's amazing." And so, that's just what we do today. Like, that's you know. And I've I've loved watching myself edit down tweets to to fit it into 140 characters, to see like, oh, like I don't need to say that, or like, oh, I could say that, but I'm being very wordy. Like, I could yeah. actually just shorten it, shorten it, shorten it. To some extent, of course, like you, you know, you you can shorten it too much, but like. You know, I think it was Hemingway that like was you know known for being like just very use uh, no extra words, you know. And and when I go through my writing, I I try to do that too. I just try to because I feel like there's it's like you're you're taking up people's attention, and and then you're also giving them something back. So right. that exchange is there. So the 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 more I can I can give them in less words, the better. The more rich the writing will be. I think. Yeah, that's so. Pretty, I think about that. Yeah, for me, I, I'm a I'm a wordy writer. So <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a wordy writer too because I write like I speak, and then I go through and I kind of edit it out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just you me know? too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What um, what else do you want to talk about? Man, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> you know what? I want to tell people a little about this book I'm writing since we just talked about yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be I, a good time to like catch I you think up it'll on be it really too. Cool. Let's go. Let's go to you. Um, let's talk about doing. me. Yeah, let's okay. talk about you for um, a minute. <laughs> So, so as people know, because I told them in the last show, um, I'm breaking up with Paula, and I decided that I wanted to write a book about this experience, and um, I'm calling it "This Will Also Change." Although it could, the title could change <laughs> too. Let's face it. Um, but I already did the art cover art, which I think is is nice. It 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 that inspires me. Like I'm a very much of like a. You know, as you can tell, I'm kind of like, I mean, I've, I've like the, those first couple chapters that I've written, I've already edited a bunch of times. Right. So like, you know, maybe if I go back and re read, write more of the book today, I might just go and read what I've already written and have that sense of like, oh, it's complete up to this point kind of, you know? And so, um, yeah, so I'm calling it, this will also change. And it's, um, it's, it's going to feel like a memoir that weaves in these stories and, you know, <clears throat> as someone who's tried to like teach people stuff my whole life and not always been successful, I've learned that the way people are most receptive to things, well, A, through music. If I can, if I can sing a song yeah. about it, they'll, they'll, they'll buy it, anything. But B, if I'm just telling the story, monologue style, but like, so I went there and then I realized this and they're kind of just like watching me. They can't help but think about their own life and think, but if I can make it, you know, where it's like I'm not talking to them, I'm not saying like, you know, like you need to do this and this is, you know, not from the mountain. And so, so my intention is to weave all the lessons in that I've learned, but to just share it as I'm going. And I think we've both discovered that that's a nice way to put things. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why most people don't do that or why it took me so long to realize that, but, um, you know, why or that's the, the dentist. Part. Yeah. That's, it's, that's a good question because I mean, throughout 
all the way back from from religious eras there were stories that people shared and and there was commandments and things like that but the ones that i mean if you ask anyone what the 10 commandments are i'm sure they'll probably have a tough time telling you but i if you ask for three biblical stories they can come up with it you know yeah and so i think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying yeah for me it it like lessons from my coach, which you would think if you open up the book would be um, just lessons, like lesson number one. But they weren't. There right. were stories. I mean, there were stories that that hit home for me, and it, it was the reason they hit home for me is because they were stories in my head, not because they were lessons in my head. And I just read the first paragraph of your book, and I don't know if there was a teaching lesson, but the way that you write, there's you're you're bound to get something that makes you get an insight. So I don't know if it's a lesson, but it's an insight. And an an insight is what allows us to see something different. And that's the beauty of your writing. I love that about your writing is you're very subtle and it's just you share so much of what you of what you are that it allows us to share a little bit of ourselves in our own like, while we're reading you. Yeah. Reading about you. How I came about that honestly is that I'm just like I really wanted to teach people stuff. Um, that's our, that's that's Kenny. He's getting his stuff, um, and um, I really wanted to teach people stuff. But I just I noticed there was so much resistance to me doing it through being a teacher, you know. And I noticed that people would just listen. It's like I could trick them into like learning something right. if I just talked about me. And so I'm not like. I'm not the kind of guy who like, kind of gets off on being vulnerable. Like, I don't really care. I'm, I don't really care whether I share myself or not, but I notice it works. And I, what I really care about is, you know, moving people and having, having them like, you know, go like, oh, wow, like I'm really getting something out of this. And so I just, I'm using vulnerability. I'm using the storytelling like as a tool. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think, I don't care. I'm not like a, Vulnerable, you should all be vulnerable people. Like, I just know, like, yo, it works. Well, yeah, let me ask you when you say being vulnerable, but are you being vulnerable when you're sharing something? I mean, because uh, once you share, it's not I really guess. being vulnerable. And that's what I'm saying is I think what I like about your writing, it's, it's you. And that's, and I really don't think you give two shits whether you're vulnerable or, or not. So, so what I, what, what I'm saying is like for the way that you write, I guess I could try not to look good. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. As I'm going through that book, like the the one thing I'm trying to like keep doing is share my inner experience and then also share it in a way that just makes me as human as possible. Exactly like not, right. You know, I'm not, and it, and it, my my tendency is to want to like sugarcoat or paint over some things because I can tell it however I want. I mean, it's like I could make myself look like a superhero or whatever. And so my tendency is to want to default to looking good. And so I try to not do that. So let me get to the bigger question. What's the bigger question? When is this book going to be done? I'm going to have it done by the end of the year, December 31st, 2016. Although the thing is, I, so I thought about it. I was like, well, okay, how many, how many words will this thing be? I mean, let's say, I don't know, maybe 80,000 words. I'm going to have to write about a thousand words a day to get it done by the end of the year, which is a lot. Um, yeah. and I'm working on it every day. I'm going to be on a boat from October 20th, probably for like a few months possibly. Um, and this boat will have people on it that are sailing. And so I will be sailing part of the time, but I'll be free and I can write. And so, um, that's going to be, if I can get a lot done, then, then that'll be really good. But, um, yeah, I guess it's, it's, uh, it's, it really just, I really just want to knock it out. And, and I don't know, it would be easier if I'd already written a book and I could say, okay, yeah, it took me about that long, but it's like, I hadn't, haven't really done a project of this size before. So I'm really just like estimating based on nothing. So where do you, where do you get your, so where do you get your motivation to continue to write, especially when you leave a deadline? Cause I don't, for me, I don't put deadlines when I'm writing a book. Yeah. Like when you do a deadline, how do you keep yourself motivated to continue? Well, the deadline motivates me. <laughs> well, yeah, I well, mean, I don't know. but deadline. Like, I just really, I, with this one, there's a window of, I think, I really feel like there's a window of opportunity for a lot of the, for these, any, any book idea I've had seems to have like a one year and maybe, maybe plus or minus a year, like window of opportunity. Some, some zero plus minus 
one minus one. But um, yeah, uh, this you know this book is about my relationship. It's about, it's me going back through and really like rediscovering the things that I learned and telling the stories. And that's only going to be fresh for so long. I mean, shit, like in a year, I might be in another relationship that's got all these lessons and profound things. And it might be, you know, crazy. And, you know, I, I might, it might, I might this, you know, it may be hard. I might just forget about some stuff, you know. Um, and so now it's also really good for me, too, because right now I'm, you know, it's been like a month since we broke up. So I'm kind of like in this like. I'm I'm also processing and doing my own kind of like inner therapy about it, you know. And since I'm a since I'm a guy, I'm or since I'm me, I kind of just like tend to like be numb and cold to the whole experience. I'm like people are like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "It's great, no, no big right. deal," you know. Just broke up with someone in four years. That's a big deal. Like there's stuff in there. The one of the ways I discover myself is through writing it, and because in the writing process, I'm tasked to go deeper and discover what's really going on for me, which is what makes a good book or a good memoir, then I actually get to like be my own therapist as I write this book about this relationship. Yeah, one thing that you said that I really enjoyed is um, you said a lot of your stuff that you've been doing, your blogs or some of the things you were gonna write were an expansion of some of your other stuff. Yeah. In this book, the way that you said it, you, you said, this is just the the whole thing is just me writing about my experience for four years, and I can feel that this was different. Yeah, like I'm, I I'm just curious. What, chapter yeah, you couldn't pull a chapter and say, yeah, let's let's like make this into something different. Work, yeah. So what what is different about this book than your previous stuff? It already feels different with what you're writing. Yeah, it's like a more of a memoir. I mean, it really is like you know, it's it's just it's like, hey, let me take you by the hand and walk you through my life in those years like let's i'm gonna show you what really happened you know and what i learned should we be scared should we, <laughs> uh some of it i mean the, the question is too like will i want my parents to read it you know oh will, that's... will it have i mean it's gonna be pretty explicit um you know i'm i'm not i'm a pretty open guy and and i'm sex positive in a way that i don't think that you know it's like sex is sex and I want to talk about things that are important. So I'm, I'm going to be as, I'm going to probably write it as if my parents weren't going to read it. Oh, really? Um, and then maybe I'll rip out those pages when I give them the book or something. But oh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm really genuinely excited for, for this book. For the sex part? You want to read about for the sex all, Yeah, story? just the, <laughs> no, I'm excited to see your parents. I'm going to read, I'm going to do a book right, reading for them. Right. <laughs> Looking forward like to that. Like a YouTube reaction video right. of my parents. You know, like, oh boy, that's, oh, I hope he wasn't going to talk about that. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough, and I and um, it, it's it's been. Um, I don't know. I'm just very bad at censoring myself. I just I couldn't. I just couldn't. I feel like I couldn't live with myself if I really censored it for my parents, just because it would be mean a few hard conversations with them. You know. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. It. Like it's not that they would like disown me. It's not that like they you know they they wouldn't harm themselves or others. It would just be like, oh yeah. So, you know, this is the story about Paula and I having sex with other people and at that sex party or whatever. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, people have sex. I, I, <laughs> would, I would be so, like, so if I have a seventh month old daughter and if she wrote a book that I'd be so proud of her. I'm like, man, this book pissed me off, which means you did a good job. Congratulations. Yeah. Like this is. I mean, right? We'll, I mean, if it uh, we'll see. I'll, I will keep this recording. Yeah. And if you, you <laughs> oh, know, I forgot this is going to be. You don't recorded. know that in 20 years she might be like, hey, dad, like I'm. You know, I'm going to be whatever. Have you thought, I mean, have you, have you thought about that in terms of like her self-expression as a daughter? It's things that are you, are you, are you prepared for? I'm, I'm prepared. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm looking forward to it. Um, listen, it's, it's, I guess as a, as a writer, as a, you know, when you have a canvas that's, that's blank, I'm looking forward to seeing what goes on there. Cause I look at the end of the day, in my 37 years, I've had my ups and downs. That's just the nature of the game. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what her ups and downs are going to be because that's just what, what what's going to happen. And uh, yeah, I don't have I don't have any. Are you worried about? I, so this is something I've always thought about, but I'm probably since I don't plan on having kids, it's not going to happen. But like I've always thought about how cool it would be like to see my grandkids or reading my blog or reading things I writ, wrote and stuff like that. And has your writing changed now, or have you thought about writing differently, knowing that? 
your daughter will probably read everything you wrote at some point. So a lot of the stuff that I write is like self-help stuff in the, in the, like whatever you want to call it. So it's nothing, it's nothing too crazy. Right. So yeah, I don't mind what she reads. I'm curious to see. Or like when you post a picture on Facebook, you're like, huh? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't do that. I mean, I don't post much yeah. of like we, I used to a long time ago, which now it's funny looking back. Cause it'll say like, this is what you did five years ago. And I'm like, right. butt naked on a couch. With and I'm like, crap. And, you know, yeah. yeah. But you know what? Um, I have nothing to hide, and that's what's cool. I don't, I don't, and I don't want her to hide anything. So for me, it's it's going to be a as open as as possible. I think that's my, my parents were like that with me. Ironically, my parents are Middle Eastern, and we have this we have this uh, idea about Middle Eastern families being very strict. I'll tell you a quick story. My mom, I remember when I was in eleventh grade, my friends were smoking, and my mom comes and tells me. I went to my mom. I said, hey, I, I want to try smoking. She smoking goes, crack? Or? No, <laughs> cigarettes. My okay. friends were smoking cigarettes. And she said, look, we, I got cigarettes in the fridge. I, I can go buy it for you. She goes, I've been smoking for 30 years. It sucks. It sucks balls. And if you want to do it. she say it sucks balls? Well, she said uh, testiculos, <laughs> which uh, in Farsi. No, she didn't say sucks balls, but... She said it sucks tits. And so basically, so so she said, if you want to smoke, go ahead and smoke. But, and I, after that, I just looked at her and I said, I don't want to smoke. This sounds terrible. My, my mom is letting me smoke. And it was kind of like, this is lame. What am I going to tell my friends? My nice. mom bought my pack of cigarettes. Like this sucks. Yeah. But the thing was though, it was cool because she, she really, it wasn't a strategy. It wasn't a tool, but she, she was so open with me about things that I, again, like your writing, it's the same thing as our writing is when you're open to things and it's not, and I don't think she tried to make it a learning lesson. That was what's really cool about like learning, growing up in this household is I never was taught learning lessons. She only shared what she knew from her own experience. Nice. And because of that, I got my own learning lessons and they stuck with me. And all my friends that were smoking, well, guess what their parents told them? If I catch you smoking, I'm going to kick you out of the house, all this stuff. And guess what they did? They they, they went and smoked and I hit it all the time. Yeah. And so again, exactly what you said there is there is a tremendous power in, in in storytelling and 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 inadvertently having someone see a lesson from it mm-hmm. you know it, it's very powerful yeah yeah nice so. um so i want to ask the question uh that i ask at the end of the show and i want to put it in context of aria your daughter mm-hmm. um so i'm making this up here so let's say that let's say that in 18 years she's off at college or something or whatever she decides to do with her life. Um, and she sits down and she's like, wow, I, I really like writing. Like I want to write some stuff, you know, like my dad was a, you know, world famous writer and sold millions of copies and I want to be just like him or, but I just, I want to write, like, what do I do and how do I do this? So there she is at her desk, um, like pink desk and like a college somewhere, freshman or whatever. Um, and, and she sees this note that appears through the fabric of time because you've spoken it now and it just kind of like appears on her desk as a post-it note. Um, and she doesn't know who it's from, but she just like takes it in. Like this this, this note like changes her life because she, she listens to it. Um, and it's advice for her as she begins her writing or as she, she starts this quest of expressing herself through words. Um, what would you want that note to say if you could write it? Wow, that's a, that's that's. A, <laughs> whew. You just go off the top of your head, you know, you know. So it might actually be the note. So make sure you get it right, you know. I I will actually I so I am actually going to <laughs> this note, that note. like find her eighteen so years. So I mean, I guess it would it. be look, stop banging dudes, spend more time. No, um, <laughs> let me see. Wow, that is a good question. I would say. The less you pay attention to that question, the more the writing will show. I mean, that's probably the the big, biggest thing I would say is to my question. N- well, if she's asking, how would I? She's not asking. Oh, she's not asking. <laughs> she's oh shit, I'm, I'm not even doing this right. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a note that just appears. It's like a little magical thing. It's just like, you know, it's just like on her desk. Like she moves some papers over and she sees this like, it's like a fortune cookie or something, right? You know, or whatever. She just is it for in life in general or to be a better writer? It's about writing, okay, in the context of writing. But of course, maybe it applies to life too because it's profound like that. But um, yeah, it's just kind of as, as a writer. Like, what would you, you know, what would you want her to to know? You know, in a in a way, like you know, maybe I mean, as an eighteen year old, like if we got to really understand some of the things we understand now, 
maybe things would have been different. Not that they were bad right. or they should have been different, but you know, it's like, oh, cool. Like if I could get that advice when I was 18, that would have been awesome. What's that? What's that piece that you'd want to? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Well, you should ask me that before you put me on this podcast. <laughs> well, that's then, the end of it, you know. Yeah, but no, you know, I, I guess the biggest thing. You can talk through it too, you know. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest thing I would, I would tell her would be that if you want to write there, the, the book, the book is already made inside of you and it's just a matter of time when it comes out. And so for me, the reason I'm saying that for me is I spent so many years fabricating the perfect book and it wouldn't come out. And the day that I wrote the book that I actually really enjoyed is the one that came through me. And it was not on my timing. It wasn't on my, my, like what I thought would make the good book. It came through me organically, naturally, something that I could have never possibly have done with my own intellect. So, so I would say when, sounds so cheesy and cliche, but when the heart is ready, the book will appear. I mean, it's so, so strange to That's say it. that. That's good. That's beautiful. So she's an 18 year old girl too. So being cheesy is okay. Heart, you know, you can use some of that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I guess you said, you know, that applies to, uh, to, to life. It's the same thing in relationships too. When the heart's ready, the, the, the relationship appears and, yeah. and in anything, I guess it really, it really comes, comes back to that space where it's not see, because you know, that question, when you asked me originally, I wanted to give it a re, like reduce it to something, to you something did. real. Yeah, I guess I yeah, did. The, when but the heart is ready, the book will appear. That's beautiful. It is. I did reduce it, but in in a grand in a, in a in a roundabout way, it's paradoxical because it's also holistic. It's very it's very large and it's very expansive too. So it's I mean it's a very it's very small what I said, but it's huge. Yeah. It's a, it's it is really really. We'd have it encompasses to that, everything. Yeah, we'd have to assume that if she read, when the heart is ready, the book will appear. That she would understand everything that you meant when you put it into that state. Yeah. That's part of the magic. I can do that. It's a thought experiment. I can do whatever I want. I'm like a genie. Oh, perfect. If you can do I'm that. A no, then, I'm a note genie yeah. in the future. I have to give myself that uh, power. I love that, dude. I love that. Yeah. I, I may call this episode, when the heart is ready, the book will appear. Oh, wow. Really? Really? Kirk, and they're going to re- watch the rest of the podcast. What the hell is he talking about? Half the time? That's right. They were like, oh, God. Now it, it reveals itself at the end. It's oh, there you go. Um, no, I love that, man. Yeah, That's thanks, beautiful. Man. Yeah, yeah, totally. I really, um, as I've said uh, in the email that you sent me a while back about the about your daughter and the song and stuff, I think you're, the way you're writing about your daughter is incredible. And so I am um, I encourage you to do more of that. And I think Thank this you. question was another example of the inspiration that is Aria. Yeah, so I, I love that little girl. Bestseller. Go for it, Everyone man. should have a little baby girl. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, yeah. You need to write a bestseller now. Fair uh, enough. To, yeah, need, I, I'm, I'm going to actually write a book about my daughter for dentists. You need to like, you know, <laughs> child <laughs> dentistry. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, through the eyes of a one-year-old or something. Yeah, when your heart's like ready, the cavity will appear. Right, yeah. right, right. And the paycheck will appear. Or the paycheck, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. All yeah. Above. Um, well, thank you for uh, doing this kind of last minute and being my uh, my go-to guest. Um, thanks to all the people who voted uh, Amir to come back on the on the show. Uh, thank you, everyone. <laughs> thank you. And um, and thanks to uh, thanks to uh, you, the listener, the Dark on the Page listener. Um, I actually so uh, to to say this, I I, I brought Amir in because I wanted to get another episode, and because the next episode I had already numbered fifty seven, and I wanted to get fifty six in. Um, but this is cool because I'm actually I've posted like now I've posted like three Dark on the Page episodes within like a month, which after going for like a couple months without posting much. I'm sure like a few people were disappointed. So sure. th- to those three people, I'm dearly sorry, but here I am, we're back. And, um, and, and I'm really excited to share this episode with them. So thank you, man. Anytime you want me on or you're missing an episode, just hit me up. Be happy to get on here. Yeah. Yeah. Let me yeah. know. Thanks everyone. I'm really looking forward to hearing. And if they want to hit you up, how do they find you? So you can email me at Amir at Amir And you, if you want to put that on there for them. Yeah. Well, I'll put uh, link them to your website. Yeah, link them to my website. And uh, the website still comment. has your lab coat on it, right? I think. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, well the book's still on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I go to your the website and I'm like, oh, he hasn't updated. This is good. Oh, this it is, it like is a... lab coated still, huh? You're right. I think, I think it is. Either that or you're wearing like a white suit. Yeah. Or no, no, no. So like, <laughs> I was at a tell. convention and I did. Is he just Iranian or is he a doctor? <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> 
<laughs> All Iranians are I'm going to look it up, actually, as you talk. Go ahead and keep talking. No, so what I was saying is that I was actually at a hypnosis convention in Vegas, right. and they were taking headshots. And the, the photographer said, look, you'd look better if you wore a coat. So, because I had a V-neck, and he oh didn't yeah, like you're wearing it. a black V-neck. It's a black V-neck, and, and so then you're a white he said, "Where?" He, so coat. I'm wearing my buddy's coat, and then now it looks like a terrible version. It looks of, like a lab coat. Like I look like a straight, true Persian, Miami, ru- yeah, Miami, Miami Vice, Vice like yeah. That wasn't my intention. And you got so that, don't judge you got me. This. Don't, it's kind of Miami don't judge Vice a book here by too. Its cover. You know, I haven't changed my uh, my website in so many years, and I don't care. It's no, it doesn't matter. It's terrible. And is and it, oh, it's the same. It's the same picture you used for this book. That oh, it is it, right. Is that yeah? You're right. Formula? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not a lab coat. It's a. It totally looks like a lab. Coat, it does. Though. Yeah, especially and you have with, formulas and, and stuff. right below my forward was written by a medical doctor, so it was like right. I really there try to squeeze subtle, out the credentials. I mean, if you look at all the uh, on. the uh, testimonials, are all from like psychologists and doctors, and like yeah. I really wanted to. And you know what's funny is my my latest book. I didn't have a forward. I didn't have testimonials because I didn't need it. It right. was it was so like I be, I believed it so much. You, said, you know when you believe something, you don't you don't it doesn't matter if testimonial or not. And I actually had one of my biggest. I wanted to have one of my favorite authors and someone I look up to, Jamie Smart, to write the forward. Then I thought about it for a little bit and I said, No, I don't. I don't. And he, I think he was down to do it. He, he he's asking me a few more questions, but I said no, and uh, I I didn't. I didn't do it. I had Rich Littman. That was for lessons for my coach. I mean, uh, do nothing to get everything. But my latest lessons for my coach, I had Rich Littman. Right, write which the forward, makes sense. Which, it's about him. Which it was about him. So, yeah. 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 And you knew he was going to write something good. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's yeah, he's like, an incredible author. Well, and then he's also like, it's about him. So he's got. A, yeah, right. So he had a, he's like, like he's like, well, up. you know, <laughs> this doesn't always happen with my clients. Is that but... actually weird to do? Have someone write the forward of so like if I'm writing about him and I have him write the forward, it seems a little I don't know, bit... I like it. It's it's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Well when you write your book about me, I will write the forward. You'll write the forward, cool. I, I Thanks, promise. Man. It'll be good too. Um well thank you again for coming on. Awesome. And uh, if you want to check out the uh, lab coat pictures you can go to Amircarcody.com. I'll link to it on the uh That's awesome. the show notes Thanks, and man, stuff of like all that. the things you got you got it, man. Or know. you can go to Facebook, you know, or I don't know. I, I don't know how people want to contact, contact yeah, you. Yeah, you can find me. Amir Karkudi. It's not, there's not too many of us out there. It'll be, yeah. And we'll see you next week or next month or whenever it is at the post. Thanks. See you guys. Hey, thanks for listening, Darken the Page listeners. And if you enjoyed this show, and you enjoy other shows, uh, would love it if you left me uh, a rating or review. Um, say hi to Amir. You can check out his website, amirkarkudi.com, spelled the way it's spelled uh, in the title of the podcast. Um, send me an email. If you want to say what's up, you can hit me up at darkenthepage at gmail.com. And yeah, thanks for listening. And next week's episode is, or I'm going to say next week. It, it comes out on uh, September 13th, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, is with Mark Manson, and I'm really excited to bring it to you guys. So uh, don't miss that one. It's it was a great conversation we had. Uh, I met up with Mark uh, in his uh, in his apartment in New York City, and we talked about a lot of fun things, including his new book, which is the subtle art of not giving a fuck, and it's coming out uh, in a week. So thanks for listening, and until next time, go make great art.